Kate and Tom Rima, which was published yesterday and I'm sure is making lots of waves across the energy sector. So I think firstly, Tom, maybe it may be a question for you. What what is Rima and kind of why why now? Sure. So Rima is the review of electricity market arrangements. It's a kind of a government-led review of the electricity market arrangements. But yeah, just looking at lots of things. I think we'll come on to exactly what's in the scope of REMA in a minute. But yeah, just looking at kind of the prospect of a complete overhaul of the electricity market in GB, assessing whether change is necessary and kind of what change is needed to support kind of security of supply and and kind of more importantly, net zero as well. Um, When we talk about net zero, kind of a real buzzword and, and this is seen as kind of being yeah maybe a real kind of linchpin in supporting us get there and um yeah putting in a kind of roadmap to make sure that we can uh, yeah achieve the decarbonization and kind of targets for uh, energy that we have in, in gb fab tom so you sort of touched slightly on the scope so what are we seeing that is actually in the scope of this very large document it was that came out yesterday yeah, so the, the scope is, is is really very wide. And at the moment, this is just Bayes tabling a lot of options. As we kind of move further down the kind of roadmap, we'll kind of see packages of reforms kind of come out. I think on the slide here, you can see lots of different areas that the government is going to be looking at and, and lots of different options that it is assessing under each of these. So whether that's kind of dispatch, price formation, kind of capacity adequacy, flexibility, there's, there's a lots of kind of areas that will be reviewed as part of this and uh, eventually we will start to see kind of packages of reforms kind of come out but yeah the, the scope is, is very wide there's a, a real kind of perceived need for reform that the current market isn't suitable for kind of reaching at zero for security of supply so we we see more than just kind of the way the market price is calculated um, I think there were perhaps thoughts that maybe it would just be narrow in scope and looking at how market prices are calculated whether that's national zone or locational pricing but actually we're seeing there's much more than that things such as the capacity market contracts difference balancing services um, as well as you know how how consumers themselves can play kind of a role in transition with kind of demand side response flexibility as well so there's real kind of a wide scope and at the moment as i said there's no kind of individual packages there's just a lot on the table and as we kind of go forward but it could result in fairly significant changes for generators consumers investors if if the kind of terms of trade if we call it that are, are changed significantly under rima brilliant fantastic thank you thank you tom and just turning turning to you kate so perhaps uh, maybe looking a little bit back at the history here so how have we really got to this point that we're you know we're seeing we're seeing this sort of scope of this document being published Thanks, Ronnie. This change, uh, this proposal comes off the back of a lot of immediately recent work, but also going back further to longer term and more ambitious reforms. This could potentially be the largest change to energy since privatisation. And that doesn't come out of nowhere. I'm sure a lot of uh, a lot of people will have heard the uptick in consultations, in inquiries, in ambitious ideas being discussed. So most recently we had the 10-point plan and that was in 2020. There was also then the National Infrastructure Strategy, the National Audit Office piece on achieving net zero, the sixth carbon budget, uh, the energy white paper. Then coming into 2021, of course, the net zero 
zero strategy. And then earlier this year, the energy security strategy in April. All of those together um, signpost the, the, the urgency of considering these changes that you can you can see in the, the, the paper that came out yesterday in the, in the consultation. So there's been a lot of a lot of discussion to this point, and that's all uh, amalgamated in the in the, the ideas that uh, have been published in the REMA paper. Fabulous. So where do you think we've obviously seen this document published? Um, I think it's the consultations open until October. So where do we go next and what do you think people should really be looking out for? Uh, as you mentioned, the consultation it closes on the 10th of October. It's uh, it's available on the Bayes website. And they're particularly looking for feedback from the energy industry, NGOs, consumer groups, academics, policy think tanks. So very broad uh, range of views being sought. I don't expect this to be a rapid process. Um, it will be multi-year. Um, the provisional timetable has the uh, immediate case for reform being set out. So the, uh, the, the, the most recent paper and, and as part of the consultation. And there's also then a, a phase of developing and determining what reforms are needed. And that's going to take place through extensive engagement with the energy sector over this year and next year, 2022-23. And then beyond that, from the mid-2020s, there'll be a full delivery plan set out overseeing implementation. So uh, at this stage, uh, there's a huge amount of information for stakeholders to consider and to absorb. And uh, we'd encourage anybody who is interested to read the paper um, and uh, consider responding to the consultation. Brilliant. Fantastic. Thank you, Kate. And just one one final question while I've got you. So based on what we've seen so far, are there any market participants or business models which are particularly affected, do you think? There will be some participants who are more affected than others. You could say that there will be, ultimately, there will be winners and losers. Um, we don't know who they are yet. There is, a, there is a chart in the paper that sets out all of the different elements that could be affected um, and the different options on the table. So, for example, wholesale markets could be affected through uh, national pricing, zonal pricing and nodal pricing. Um, and that change, a, a selection of one of those options wouldn't happen in isolation. There would be a, a trickle down and an impact on several other areas as well. So it's the combination of choices that are made that will ultimately determine who is more and who is less affected. I think it is, it is fair for people to assume if they're involved in the energy industry, it's fair to assume their part of the industry will be affected, whether it's substantively or whether it is uh, a small change um, that is, uh, you know, doesn't, doesn't significantly affect them. We, we won't know for some time, but there are, uh, there are a number of different outcomes possible here. Uh, and we'd, we'd urge people to, to stay informed so they can, well, they can, they can keep aware of the developments. Oh, brilliant. Fantastic. Um, I've just had an extra question um, come in. Looking back at, because we've seen quite a lot of talk about um, locational um, marginal pricing. So the question sort of here was, what's the view of the Secretary of State indicating last week that the complex impacts of locational pricing, as in there will be those winners and losers that you just kind of mentioned there, Kate, that might make this politically a non-starter? Um, Tom or Kate, I don't know if either of you want to, to make a comment on that one. 
but we have seen quite a lot about um, LMP, haven't we, recently be before REMA came out? Absolutely. Um, uh, locational marginal pricing. I mean, it feels like it's um, everybody's favourite word at the moment. There are, um, there are, and I know it's also been uh, uh, discussed in the uh, uh, energy spectrum, uh, and and uh, we we we've been discussing it with with clients as well quite a bit. It's still, uh, it's still, it's still too too early to say how how it will ultimately affect uh, different parties because of the other changes that could happen at the same time. But there. There are, um, um, there are, there is potential for it to substantially affect uh, pricing um, and therefore affect um, uh, even even down to to the retail end. There could be impacts. So nothing nothing concrete um, uh, at this stage, but it is it is another one that's definitely worth keeping an eye on. Fantastic.